I have a feeling that if I were to take a poll or survey of our regular church attenders and ask each person to rate themselves on how regularly they practice uh, the spiritual disciplines, that fasting would likely be near or at the very bottom of everyone's list. Why is this? Why don't Christians fast, or why don't Christians fast more often? I think that Christians struggle to fast regularly for two primary reasons. One reason that I think Christians struggle to fast is because we live in a food-driven society. Of course, we are driven to eat as it is one of our most basic necessities, but think about just how much of our lives revolve around food. Nearly every time we gather with people, we eat. If you have an Iron Bowl watch party at your home, no matter what time it is, you're going to have a huge spread of food. If you have to set up a work-related meeting that needs to take place outside the office, you're most likely going to meet at a restaurant. For example, when Matt and I first met to discuss the possibility of a pastoral internship, we met at Crow's Chicken. There was no particular need for us to eat during this meeting, but it's just what you do. Even as a church, every holiday that we celebrate together, we usually do it with, with great food in the fellowship hall. It would seem that a key pillar of being a Baptist is to eat together. All that to say that food drives a lot of what we do in our lives. We schedule our lives by it. And that, of course, is natural. But because eating is more than just meeting a physical requirement for life, because eating is in a lot of ways a social activity, this makes fasting that much more difficult to practice regularly. A second and more important reason that Christians may struggle to fast is because they have never been taught or encouraged to fast. Meaning that they've never been taught the biblical command and the spiritual need for fasting. And they have never been taught how to fast. So the goal of this podcast is to address primarily the latter of these two reasons. To set forth a biblical command for fasting. And to then show you how we go about fasting. So first, let's answer the question, why should Christians fast? I want to give you three primary reasons that Christians should fast. Reason number one, because fasting helps us to focus our prayers and meditate on God. See, our body is really good at signaling to our brain when we need something. When we need water, we feel thirsty. When we need food, we feel hunger. When something is wrong, we usually feel pain associated with it that lets us know that something is wrong. However, we don't often realize when we are lacking in prayer. To fast then is to take one of the most basic needs that we have, that is food and to eat, and to associate that need with prayer. When we fast, as we feel the pain of hunger and our need for food, we are reminded of our need to pray. So on one level, Fasting is simply assigning a symptom for a physical need to the spiritual need of prayer. And in that way, it acts as a reminder to pray throughout a fast. And on another level, fasting is stating our dependence on God. By avoiding food in favor of prayer and meditation on God, we are saying to God and to ourselves, as much as I need food, I need that much to depend on God. I need more than that to depend on God. So fasting helps us to dedicate ourselves to more intense prayer over a short period of time. Because of this, it can be extremely beneficial to fast when making important decisions. 
and when seeking the will of God in our lives. Some of the earliest New Testament believers set for us an example in this way. Acts chapter 13, verses 2 and 3. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So notice that while the church is fasting, that the Spirit speaks to the church and tells them to send Barnabas and Saul out on their first missionary journey. Then, after already knowing the will of God, they continue to fast and pray before sending them off. So the church in Antioch learned the will of God through fasting, but then they continue to fast as they send Saul and Barnabas out. They were likely praying for their success as they were going to go forth and share the gospel. So we see in the early church how God used fasting and dedicated prayer to guide His people. However, we can fast even when we aren't specifically seeking the will of God about a particular decision. We can fast with prayers of supplication. Recently at our church, we fasted and prayed over the state of our nation. We prayed for peace. We prayed for the safety of our congressional leaders and executive leaders. We prayed for them by name. We prayed for their salvation. We prayed for our nation in the midst of this ongoing pandemic. We prayed for pastors and local churches. And in doing so, we weren't seeking the will of God or we weren't asking God to help us make a decision but rather we fasted so that we could intensely pray for God to bring peace to our nation and wisdom to our leaders and help to our country as we face this pandemic. So I don't want you to think that fasting must only be reserved for the most important decisions or the most desperate of times. Because fasting is simply drawing near to God in more intense times of prayer, we can fast often, and we should. We can fast simply to seek God more closely and to meditate on His Word, We can fast to improve our prayer lives. We can fast as we pray for our family members, for lost ones around us. Anytime that we need to come to God in prayer, in a more focused and more intense way, we can do so through fasting. A second reason that Christians ought to fast is because fasting is how we, as the bride of Christ, express our desire for Jesus. This truth comes from Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 and 15. And this may be the most important passage in God's word about fasting. It says, Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. So fasting, then, is an expression of our desire for Jesus, specifically his return. While Jesus was with the disciples, they didn't fast. And Jesus makes it clear that because he was there with them, they had no need to fast. As the guests at a wedding don't miss the groom while he is there, likewise the disciples had no need to mourn for or miss Jesus while he was with them. But he says, One day will come when the bridegroom is taken away, and then they will fast. So Jesus is with the disciples, but one day he will not be. And when that day comes, then they will fast. So the most basic foundational reason that we fast is because it is how we express our longing, our hunger for Jesus. We say, Jesus, I need you more than food. I long for your return more than I long for food. I long for you more than I long for the very thing that I need to live. So the reason that we fast is because we are physically separated from Jesus and we desire not to be. John Piper, in his book, A Hunger for God, 
makes an interesting connection between fasting and the Lord's Supper. He points out that when we take communion, we eat in order to remember Jesus and his life and his death and his coming. But when we fast, or that is when we, when we stop eating, we long for his coming again. We eat to remember that he came, and we fast to long for his coming again. A third and final reason that we'll discuss that Christians should fast is because Jesus expected and taught his followers to fast. In the passage that I just read, Jesus says, The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. He says clearly, and they will fast. He says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, When you fast. And he goes on to explain how believers should fast in secret. We'll discuss that passage more in just a moment, but there again, he doesn't say, if you fast, he says, when you fast. So there is certainly a biblical command for fasting. And when God says to do something, it is sinful for us not to. It's called a sin of omission when we refuse to do something that God has called us to do. Now, of course, fasting may look differently for different people, but we are called to fast. And there are many more reasons to fast that we don't have time to get into here. We can fast during times of mourning. We can fast to express guilt over sin and to seek repentance. We can fast to humble ourselves before God. And there are many other reasons. But these that I've listed here are perhaps the most prominent ones. But I would encourage you to study God's Word and look for all the times and all the reasons that His people fast in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. And then build for yourselves a doctrine of fasting. So how now that we have set a biblical basis for fasting... I want to answer the more practical question. How do we fast? So first, Christians should fast in secret. The passage we started reading earlier that Jesus says, and when you fast, he goes on to say, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So our fasting should primarily be between us and God. There are times that people will know that we are fasting. Spouses and children and those closest to us will certainly know, and it's good for them to see that. There are times that we need to be an example for people. But we shouldn't make it obvious to everyone that we are fasting. We shouldn't walk around all gloomy so that people will ask you, Hey, what's wrong with you? And that way you can say, oh, I'm fasting, so I'm hungry. So that way, that way they'll think highly of you. Jesus says if you do that, that is your reward. But if you fast in secret, then your Father will reward you. So Christians, we should fast in secret. And with that in mind, Christians should fast with a plan. So because we are fasting in secret, we need to be considerate of the plans that we make with other people. If you have a meeting over lunch planned for Thursday, it may not be wise to fast on Thursday. For one, that's not fasting in secret. And two, it's just plain awkward to eat in front of someone who isn't eating. So be considerate of other people when you fast. So plan when you're going to fast and make sure that it's a day that you can focus on God in prayer. If you fast on a day that you're going to spend at the sportsplex watching baseball or on a day that you're in meetings all day at work, then you may be abstaining from food, but are you really fasting? Are you really focusing on God in prayer? Are you seeking His will? lamenting sin, asking for guidance, drawing near to Him. So be mindful when you fast to plan it during a time 
that isn't going to interfere with someone else's schedule and plan for a time that can be productive for your walk with God. Thirdly, Christians should fast with a goal. Again, as mentioned before, we shouldn't fast mindlessly or when we are unable to focus on God. With that being said, Christians should fast with a goal in mind. Maybe that goal is simply to draw closer to God through prayer. Maybe it's to meditate on a particular passage from God's Word. Maybe it's to seek His will or to pray for your family. Regardless of what it is, fast with a goal in mind. Finally, Christians should fast regularly. All this talk about fasting will not be worth anything if we do not apply it to our own lives. Now, how often you fast is primarily between you and God, but because Christ expected us to, and because there is so much spiritual benefit from it, Christians should fast regularly. Regular is certainly a vague enough term that it leaves room for you to figure out what works best for you. Maybe start off slow fasting, maybe one meal a week or every other week, and work your way up to a whole day each month, and go from there. Also try to fast in different ways. Food is the most basic way that we fast, but consider fasting from other things as well. Social media, TV, video games, or other things that take up large amounts of your, of your time. And use that time that you would have used doing those things to pray and focus on God. And while this spiritual discipline may be the least practiced, it can be one of the most rewarding The goal of the spiritual disciplines is that we are made godlier and more Christ-like through them. And spending this kind of dedicated time to God in prayer can help us grow in that way. I hope that through this podcast, you have seen the biblical command and the spiritual need for fasting, and that you will take up this discipline in your own life and join me in learning how to grow in these ways. I certainly am no expert, nor do I practice these things perfectly, but I seek to grow in these disciplines with you as we study them and live life together. Thank you for listening. Please join me again next week as we study the spiritual discipline of silence and solitude. See you then. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Henderson Baptist Church. If you'd like more information about our church, you can visit us on Facebook or check out our website, hendersonbaptist.org.